Welcome back to another edition of the No Fs podcast. We're going to talk about the NFL tonight. We've got Shay, Jack, Big Joe, and Will all with us tonight. Will, you want to kick us off with the Panthers, Pats? Yeah, man. So all I'm going to say about this one, really, fade the Panthers. Sam Darnold is still concussed, has a shoulder injury. CMC is questionable. Uh, and our two quarterback options for the week are Josh Love and P.J. Walker. If Sam Darnold's not getting the job done, I can assure you P.J. Walker and Josh Love are not getting the job done for us. Um, defense looks pretty good. It's a personal game for Stephon Gilmore. But I don't think we're going to be putting up many points. Um, even if CMC's back? Even if CMC's back, yeah. You know, I just don't think there's going to be enough offensive production, even with him in. Uh, I mean, he's he's always going to get a lot of yards, but I just can't see us actually scoring in the red zone. Dude, I might just slam that under. That is a that is a brutal lack of offense in that game. What, what's the under set at? Forty-one. So it's already low. It's really low. <laughs> but if CMC doesn't play. I mean, look, with Darnold, you're getting 20 points a game. So with B.J. Walker, you're going to get seven. And the Pats don't score almost at all. I will say I have a lot more confidence and faith in Zane Zane Gonzalez this week after seeing what he did last week. I mean, he was a special teams player of the week. Dude's got a boot, and I did not know that. I mean, Matt Rule has not given him a chance to show anything, I think, above 51 yards yet. And he, the 57-yarder he made would have been good from, like, 63, 64. He's got a leg on him. So if we can get sort of close to the 40-ish, maybe we can score a couple. But I mean, this game, to me, screams 17-6. to six. You know, just you've got to rely on P.J. Walker and Robbie Drops Anderson. Three, three safeties to get to six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, McCorkle Jones just came off as a worst game as a pro against the Chargers. But uh, the Patriots are starting to trend upwards. Their defense is really, really good right now. My only thing with them is Judon has made them incredible. Like, his pass rush has been nuts this year. I really like uh, Wise. Wise is one of my favorite three techniques in the NFL. Um well, actually, I mean, they move him around a lot. He should, on a normal team, play a three technique most of the time. But he kind of moves all about that defensive line. Um, Mac Jones, I think, has really, really benefited from that offensive line for the Patriots. Really meshed well. Um, it's like his offensive line at Alabama in the sense that, like, he's got great protection. Now, he has thrown to Nikhil Harry, who is god-awful. But... Um, you know, they, they've got a little check down back they use. Um, they still have uh, Damian something. He was a back at Alabama as well. Harris. Yeah, so, I mean, there isn't a lot to love about either offense, especially if Darnold's not being there. Um, and the other thing is that the Panthers' offensive line is so bad, um, especially on the right side, that you could have – Judon might have a 3-4 sack type of day. Yeah, Judon really might go nuts, especially because the Panthers just refuse to move 
Moten over to right or over to left. Um, but I hate Moten. I'll be honest. There, I don't like him. You know, I just think it, it's if you're unless you have a left-handed quarterback, your right tackle shouldn't be your best offensive lineman. You know, your most qualified yeah. left tackle needs to be there. And so them refusing to move or him refusing to move, I don't know what the situation is. Like that's just not great. Um, I will say my one prop, if I were to look at it, is uh, Jacoby Myers to get a touchdown because he's currently uh. the longest active NFL, <laughs> NFL receiver. Like most games, most receptions, to not score a touchdown. You know what's brutal is I'm pretty sure he got a two-point conversion the other day. Yeah, he's got a two-point <laughs> conversion. He got a touchdown and got called back the other day. Yeah, and, that's uh, true. Too. So, so I would say I hope they're going to feed it to him, get him a touchdown so he can get that off his back. That's brutal. What do y'all think about what do y'all think about the uh, the Colts Jets game tomorrow? Is Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz a fraud? I, I don't know oh. if Carson Wentz is going to be the best quarterback in that game tomorrow. I mean, he is starting a like, franchise. Uh, Jack, your your like opinion White doesn't take Carson. Jack, your opinion doesn't count. You're a Washington football team fan. You've yeah, but, never seen a good quarterback. You've no, that's totally fair. One. That's you totally saw fair. Donovan McNabb and you were like, he's a Hall of Famer. No, hey, he's not. Hey. Yeah, but you know, NFC East got to. Hey, Jack, remember RG three? Yeah, of course I remember. Yeah, one season. You know, uh, I have a Josh Norman jersey. Don't even worry about it. Uh, the problem, the problem with Wentz, dude, is that like, okay, he hasn't thrown many interceptions, but like, he's he probably should have like fifteen. If you really look at what he's so, done. My thing on Wentz is when he's playing well, he's a top five talent. When he's not, he is just bottom five decision maker, and so <laughs> it is such a heart attack of a game. Anytime he touches the ball, it's like the Titans. He's ripping them up most of the game. And then he throws that screen, the flip screen pass that's pick six. And then overtime, that ball, he just floats over. And then Bayard comes out of nowhere and snacks it. That, so that interception game, might be the difference between them making the playoffs and missing the playoffs this year. Like, literally. Absolutely. Like, which is like, insane. I was looking at the Titans stuff the other day, and they can lose the next eight games and have like a ninety percent chance to win the division. That's all eight weeks that uh, <laughs> that Derrick Henry's gonna be out. Here's the thing about Carson Wentz: in the same game, he has the ability to be the best quarterback in the league and the worst. Like, so you just and the whole thing with him in Philadelphia was that Frank Reich somehow was able to pull like mostly best performances out of him, and. You know, there is there is a part of me that just thinks, like, after a certain amount of time, he got a little bit broken. But, like, let's – don't kid ourselves, guys. Like, come on, man. The Colts are going to fucking roll them. It's Thursday no, night of course, football. of course. It's a gritty run-the-ball type matchup. And Jonathan Taylor is going to have 200 all-purpose, and that's going to be the game. you got to remember is. that those Eagles teams with Wentz and Frank Wright, uh, when Doug Peterson's still there, they have. Like not only one good tight end, they had two good tight ends to fall back on. The Colts really don't have that. And Wentz yeah. isn't great at feeding slot guys. He's really good checking the when he's checking the ball down and dumping it to tight ends on just intermediate and short routes. He's a really good quarterback. But you know he also likes to take bomb shots and just give himself a little bit of trouble. Now, I think, think it's going to hurt him against the Jets. Uh, absolutely not. I yeah, think Wentz is exactly who he is. Like. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, it's not like Patrick Mahomes, you're right, where you're like, oh, he can pull something exemplary out of his ass. Like, no, it's literally like, line it up in the eye, 
run it, run a PA boot, hit the tight end on a drag, run a little running back slip screen. You know, maybe if you want to get jiggy with it, like run a little bit of a design QB rollout. Uh, but he is exactly who he is. And oh, I, I, I think still, I, I still think he's top 12 in the league. Like, I will say that. I would much rather have Carson Wentz than I would, like, Jimmy Garoppolo. I would much rather have Carson Wentz than than Ben Roethlisberger. Like, I, I know exactly what I'm getting. And if I'm the Colts, that's all I need. Like, I don't need him to be fantastic. I've got a great – as long as they can add – I thought it was dumb that they didn't go after Ertz. But as long as they can add a quality tight end in the offseason, it's a team that's going to compete for the next five years. Like, Derrick Henry won't be this good for forever. He just can't be. I mean, he's rewriting what we think he is as a power back. But, like, he just can't keep up that pace. It's just – it's it's too much. This feels like the place Dalton Schultz ends up in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, see, uh, see, and that's a well, – Or, not or like whoever, like the next tight end that's going to go make a too much money somewhere. Or, you know what I mean? Like, not too much money, but, like, the next, like, tight end that's performed really well I, this I would year. Say and Ebron probably would have been the best target. Because mm-hmm. the Steelers are sort of uh, starting to lean on Fryermuth, I believe is his name. And uh, I feel like Ebron probably would have been a good target. Well, of course, Ertz would have been, but, you know, they've been uh, – I don't know what the deal with the Colts is. Actually, they've been really cautious about, you know, pushing picks out to get people. I think I think the other thing is that w- with the Colts, because they're kind of an enigma, they're not nearly as bad as their 3-5 and five record indicates. Like, let's be up front there. They're not – a they're not in the bottom half of the league. Like Darius Leonard is beast. Jonathan Taylor's a beast. Quentin Nelson's been banged up all year, which I think has really hampered Wentz's development. Um, they did go out and get uh, Fisher right from the Chiefs. I, yeah, I love their, signed them as a free agent though. Yeah, who's their edge rusher? DeForest uh, Buckner. Yeah, DeForest yeah. Buckner. DeForest Buckner is, I but he plays that three, doesn't he? Rusher. Yeah, he's he's kind of an interior bump around guy. I don't ever remember oh, okay. the numbers, yeah. but yeah. Defensive like, lineman. I, I just think this draft for them is going to like, uh, we were talking about it yesterday, but this draft is your typical Colts draft. Like, it's linemen, it's uh, maybe a linebacker, it's defensive ends, maybe a late corner. Um, I don't think they're as bad as their record indicates, and I will say this about Carson, Carson Lynn. He's going to throw for 4,000 yards this year with no T.Y. Hilton I like, could you name a good receiver on this team? I mean, I guess he's the best. Yeah. But even then, like, but, you know, they're trying to do the TY stuff with Paris Campbell, which is just a significant drop off. And And Pittman, right, if I, if I remember the game plans, right, Pittman doesn't catch a lot of air yards. It's a lot of like, he runs after. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes and no. I think Pittman's their intermediate jump ball guy, but they don't ever, they're not sending him deep a lot. Yeah, yeah I, I actually like, being back would be so 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 good. He made he made some good cuts in the end zone. I, I mean, I I watched some of the Colts most weekends because uh, Jonathan Taylor is like the only saving grace on my fantasy team. Um, and Pittman like made some nice plays for his two touchdowns last weekend. Like he looks he looks good. I I don't I think it's like one of those things where um, he's like coming into his own, I guess. But I, I mean, I don't really know. Um, Wentz, uh, like he's definitely Wentz's his favorite favorite guy. Um, and like just they, have, they have a good connection. He just in the uh, off season when Wentz was like, "Yo, can I get number 11? Ben was like, "Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I just think I just think my thing with Wentz is that like, if Wentz was a Bengal 
or like if you compare the wide receivers rooms to a lot of these teams, like going down the list, Browns have a better wide receiver room. Bengals have a better wide receiver room. Broncos, Cowboys, the Texans are awful, and so are the Dolphins. I like the Colts to me kind of wind in like the Falcon zone of things where they have like one guy who you think is like kind of good, but you don't really have a lot. And if you do have that, that's kind of like the Raiders, um, you know, pre all the Rugs incident, but they had one wide receiver that was kind of good. But you know what they do have? They have an amazing tight end. They've got a great middle-of-the-field receiver in Renfro, and then they've got a running back that they can slam between the tackles. So I think in order for wins to be successful, um, you know, they need to add that. And I, I will say this. Last year with Philip Rivers, the issue was obvious that Philip Rivers likes to throw the ball to the other, the other team, right? And so you're like, well, if they didn't turn the ball over, then this is what would actually happen. And – that's a great idea to have. However, like there's a, there's a gap between not turning the ball over and actually being productive on offense. And I think we're kind of seeing that the Colts just don't have some of the skills to be as successful on offense as someone like the Titans, you know, the Titans go out, they get AJ Brown, they get Julio Jones. Now Derek Henry's not there. Well, they still have two number one wide receivers. So I think there is a little bit of that. Let's, Let's call, let's, you know, if it's big and gray, it's probably an elephant. Like, let's call it how we see it. There's just not a lot of offensive help, even if Wentz isn't playing as great as you want him to be. All right, I'm going to move yeah. us on because we could talk That's about fair. these two teams probably all day. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the Ohio showdown. We got Cleveland-Cincinnati this weekend. All right, so after a letdown, a letdown game of Browns last week, I think Joe Burrow comes out, the hair lit on fire. Jamar Chase probably catches two touchdowns, ten balls. Uzoma, I think he probably gets one touchdown. Joe Mixon runs for over 50, which will just clear everything up for him. I don't see the Browns coming out of this in a good spot at all. Yeah. You know, Odell's. Where, what's Baker's deal? I, I mean, Baker's got a He's off the injury he's report. Got, he mean, is. He's got shit wrong with his left shoulder. But, I, I mean, the thing with him is him and Odell fractured, and Chubb and Hunt are, are still not 100%. I think Chubb is back, but he's not looked impressive. Yeah, Hunt's out for so a while. I really think that this is going to be the Bengals claiming AFC North. Yeah, I mean, the spread's, I two, and a, the spread's two and a half, and I feel like that's – I feel like Bengals minus two and a half is, is a good number. The Bengals are at home, too. Yeah. I've, I, oh, feel wow. like that's, I feel like that's a Bengals – Bengals dub like I feel like regardless of regardless of the fact that you know Odell's not playing this weekend like the Browns I feel like the Browns have just been kind of struggling right like Look, Baker if, if anything Odell not playing makes the Browns a better offense like statistically that's been proven yeah. he's off the field they're better yeah the other thing is Landry you, I mean he's been back for a couple weeks now but he's not quite been in himself yet which is tough for baker and it, it's tough for uh they've got case keenan back there behind him i believe because those guys are primarily just dump and let to receive his run but yeah, yeah so, jarvis is still hurt like i, I don't know if y'all watch that game at all but he's limping after every play like i really yeah. i just remember that hard knock speech where he's like he's like if you hurt and you can walk you're not hurt that's just a bitch shit and like everyone was like oh okay and so, everyone's like yeah that checks he's out. <laughs> he is he is an he is a player like yeah, i yeah. respect iris he might not be the best receiver in the league 
but I respect how hard he works. Like, if he can, like you said, like, if he can physically walk, like, he's going to play. Like, he was like that on the Dolphins. Like, if the Dolphins had more receivers like that and not the crappy receivers that we have, I mean, maybe we'd be, that. maybe we'd be, maybe we'd be like three and five instead of one and seven. I think just going to the Bengals, though, I think the one thing to notice is their defense has no big names on it, but they are actually pretty decent. Um, yeah, they're solid. They uh, give I mean, up less than 400. Yeah. And this is without, like, they drafted Osai last draft to really be their, like, statement edge type rusher. Um, and he, you know, tore his ACL, I believe, in the preseason. Um, so they're doing this without a lot of their first team weapons. But um, I think the biggest thing is coaching in this game. And I believe a lot more in Stefanski than I do in Zach Taylor. Um, I, you know, I, I, I agree. I think the Bengals come out and make a statement game. But would it, it would also just be so classic Bengals to get into a spot to win the game by three points. They coach themselves out of it and lose by four. Like, it would just be iconic bungles um, to do that. I really hope that doesn't happen. And I think the Browns only scoring 10 points against Pittsburgh is problematic for their offense moving forward. Um, but, yeah. I, and the other thing with the Bengals against the Jets, like, I, there is a little bit of it, too. The Jets quarterback had had no tape ever. Um, and so you just kind of go out and you're just kind of running base stuff. And he was good enough to pick them apart, and they just kind of willed themselves through late. But the the Bengals still scored 31 points. Like, it wasn't one of those where they got shut out and it was, like, a demoralizing loss. They, I mean, the question moving forward with the Browns is just, is Baker the guy? You know? Yeah. And he's injured this year, right, in his contract year, so you can't make a definitive decision. I mean, my thought is you're looking at Denver – you see Teddy Bridgewater there. It's like, do you get any worse with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback in the Browns? I don't think so. I think you probably win maybe two more games at this point. I mean, we've talked. We've also talked about it before on this podcast. Like, the Giants isn't a bad place either. Like that could very that I feel like that could very much be a thing that happens well, at the been, end of this year. We said it makes sense probably for the Browns because if you yeah. put. It does. Daniel Jones on that roster because I mean you know preseason we're talking about the Browns having one of the most complete rosters in the NFL and like Baker's not gonna go out there and win you a ton of games necessarily and I think that that maybe and again he's hurt like I I like Baker I don't want to like shit on him but it's tough when you know if, if theoretically if you put Daniel Jones behind a competent offensive line what does that look like if you know, the Browns have a couple healthy receivers and Especially Nick Chubb on the backfield. Daniel Jones, you know. If you're getting Especially Daniel what? Jones from the last... Uh, if, it's a, if it's this year's Daniel Jones. You know, yeah, and, not and really Daniel Jones... That much. Right, like, there's a lot wrong with the Giants, including the fact that they are just decimated by injuries. But Daniel Jones has been good. Like, Dude, I, I'll not do it. A... Baker fucking sucks. I know everyone wants to... <laughs> He's bad. He's awful. Like... <laughs> He loses Big Joe bringing out the He's, fire, the boomstick. I like I watched Baker at Lake Travis. He's a fine human being. He is not a good NFL quarterback. Like he's just not. There's nothing about him that makes that team better. He's now and he's going to demand some fat fucking contract. And there's no reason for it. He doesn't win the ball games. Like what? He's won one playoff game with and and this is a defense that's very complete. 
Like it's an offense. He's gotten every skill imaginable. He's yeah, got it's a really good roster. Bottom, the best offensive line in football, probably, and he still can't fucking get it done. There's a four and four team. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about all this other stuff. Like, I don't care that you can't get along with Odell. You can't get along with Odell? Just throw him the ball. Just throw him the ball every once in a while. Like, you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in your backfield. Like, what are you doing? You have Austin Hooper and David Njoku as your tight ends, and you still can't score more than 22 points a game? Like, you're terrible. You are bad. And it's not Stefanski, because Stefanski went out with Case Keenum and won a game against Denver. It's a it's a QB issue. Like I, to be I, fair, I Denver's to... not like Denver's offense doesn't really scare you. I mean, like, but no, I, I listen. I agree, and and no, I, I agree. Well, while we're on He's Denver, we're moving bad. to Denver. Baker's bad. You heard it here first, Big Joe. Quoted oh, dude, on the de- Dallas Denver. Who we got? I mean, not a not a very good question. Uh, yeah, Will, you want to tell us? Next. You want to tell us how uh, how Teddy plays football? I mean, I uh, personally I like Teddy, but he's not a good quarterback. Teddy's he's a fine manager. quarterback. He's, he's not. He's not awesome. He's, he's like, not going to come back and win you games. If you if you if you have Teddy the offensive pieces, if you have the he's offensive pieces, he will win you football games. But if you get down, he will not bring you back. That's what we're saying. Disagree with that again, because with the Panthers, he had DJ Moore. He had Robbie Anderson. When Robbie could catch, he had CMC for part of the season. Dude, look. The, it's check down Teddy. Teddy. He's a beast. It, it, I love check down Teddy. Check down Teddy, Charlie, Bridgewater Teddy Bridgewater. Looks like Tom Brady when he throws five-yard passes. Anything over five yards, not going to be complete. Woof. Dude, it's just it's the classic game. It's Teddy Bridgewater. If the other scheme scores over 20 points, you lose. If your defense can hold them to under 20 points, you win. He is consistently just a 20-point guy. It, and it's it's all a bunch of, like, three, four-yard plays. Problem in Carolina was the defense just probably wasn't good enough to make him stay under that 20-point limit. And in Denver, he does have a, a considerably better defensive side of the roster um, than he did last year in Carolina. But, like... He's got exactly a good they won back. last weekend. Yeah, it, it, Javante Williams is a good is a good run. Yeah, exactly. Like the Broncos lost to the uh, they lost to the who were just sorry, they lost to the Browns um, on a grimy Thursday night game, and then they won in a shitty Sunday noon slate against the Washington football team because they won what seventeen to fourteen or seventeen. Yeah, to because 10, we can't. Like yeah, because the football team can't score, but it's exactly what you're saying. Like they didn't, the offense didn't win that game for them. Out the football team's offense lost the game for the for that. For, so are you taking Teddy? Yeah. Are you taking Teddy over Baker? I yes. think they're pretty say, similar, yeah. dude. Yes, I would take Teddy over Baker I, simply because Baker has kind of had a track record of being a little aggressive and not knowing his limitations as much. Teddy knows what box he fits in. He's not going to stray away. He's I, just going to say, hey, dump it five yards, I think three yards. He also yards. doesn't push those limitations in situations where he needs to. Right. I think with, the with two, we're with two minutes on the manager, clock, right? he doesn't try to air the ball out. He tries to rack up 13 smaller plays to put together that winning drive. He doesn't take Teddy's, it. 
Teddy Bridgewater runs the two-minute drill like you run it in practice. Aaron Rodgers runs the two-minute drill, and he scores touchdowns. Like, there's a little bit of a difference there. So I, I think, like, I think everything Willis said is very much on point. Like, he's not going to throw it out. He's not going to air it out. As the teams are presently constructed, if you dropped Teddy on the Browns, they would be a significantly better football team because he's just going to throw the ball three yards to Odell over the middle and let Odell go run and go make a move. Game manager. Exactly. That's exactly what he is. And, like, the Panthers last year didn't have a roster that you could game manage with. Like, it's just not – you were going to have to go out and throw yourself into games if you were the Panthers last year, especially with Christian being out for most of the season. Um, I actually think if CMC plays a lot, Teddy becomes much better at his job. Like he's just he's a product of his environment. Like he's not gonna he's not gonna ever wow you. The arm strength isn't something that you're just like wow. Oh my goodness, he's a great great player. Like it's just it's just he's just he just is exactly what he is. Like he's not gonna win you games, but he's gonna have a nice ten year NFL career where there's gonna be a couple teams where you look back and you're like oh yeah. Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback of that team. You know, they weren't nearly as bad as you think they were. Like, that's how we're going to talk about them. It's going to be the same. It's going to be the same way we talk about Joe Flacco. It's going to be the same way that we talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, they're just guys that kind of hang around the league, and you're like, oh, like, they're fine. I know Shea is a huge Fitzmagic guy, so we're about to hear that. I mean, but Fitz, hey, Fitzmagic is electric when he's on. When he's off, he's terrible. I mean, it's, it is the biggest swing, uh, biggest roller coaster you can go on. If you're a Washington football fan, yeah. oh my God, Fitz, Fitz Magic. Not if he breaks his hip in the first quarter. I know, I know. <laughs> I hate it for y'all, but look at him with the Dolphins. No, I mean, he was so so butthurt when the Dolphins took the job away from him. Like two thirds of the way through the season, he was like, "I really thought it was my year." I was like, "I feel for the guy," you know. <laughs> and so he just been grinding it out. Uh, has he but, ever? I don't think he's ever made the playoffs, has he? Mm, maybe as a backup. Those years with the Bills after I don't know if it's before no, or after Bills the were bad when he was there. Yeah. He's been all Poor right, Fitzmagic. Was, was he a jet ever? He feels like yeah, the quintessential he jet jets twice, over. He's been everywhere, dude. It's crazy. Uh let's um, go on to the since Texas George Dolphins. Is move us on. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say uh, we got the dumpster game of the week. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> this is going to be broadcast on Fox Sports Southeast Central Northwest and only in the direct area right outside of Miami and Houston because after that is an awful fucking football game. I mean, do we think it would have been fun the if Texans, old Davy Mills is going to take them? Dude, here's the thing about the yes. Texans. They're not nearly as bad as you think they are. They're fucking awful. Hey, but they're not to play football. They're 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 like the thing about the Texans is there are a bunch of vets that are playing to have backup roles on good teams next year. So (laughs) if they have Tyrod Taylor, I don't know if he's back this week or not. That's a a gigantic difference. Quarterback play jumps up significantly from what Davis Mills has been. Yeah, I mean, I just don't trust the Dolphins at all anymore. This game would have been a lot more fun had the trade happened. like the other day, yeah. I mean, the thing is, Deshaun wouldn't have played though. So no, but but like if two no, had gone play. somehow two, yeah, but him, like, yeah, but if you trade him, if you trade him on Wednesday for a Sunday game, like chances of him playing are probably pretty low. 
mean, yeah, but the storyline would have been there. The story, the yeah, I mean, sure. What else do y'all have? Yeah, like, <laughs> oh no, two like, is gonna think... make us lose again. Like, I, I think, think they're just in the huddle drawing up. I think they just like, go wild. Like, I mean, so, I won't go to Miles Gaskin the whole game. The whole game. <laughs> okay, Jack. I mean, I don't, I don't hate what y'all have. Like, you have Waddle, who appears to be decent. You've got Gisecki, who is, I think, slightly above average. I think Gaskin, he's a, I think he's, he's a decent tight end. He just needs to stop. When he gets a first down, he just needs to stop with the antics. Like, he acts like he's oh, still in high school, and it bothers me so much. That's Miami, George. George never played a competitive down of football in his life. Also has the audacity to call a professional footballer so high school. Shay loves the antics, though. I played, I played, I, I played ninth grade football. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Dude, he's a tight end. The fact that he's even mobile enough to get past the first down marker is worth celebrating. See you Greg Olson near the end. The most Chad humans you have ever met in your life. Oh, and crank oh, that yeah. times two. That's every tight end in the NFL. Every single Fair. one of them have the same fucking personality. There's a bunch of goons out there, and they're gonna get hyped, go nuts. Out. I mean, they're all Dude, just if, wrong. If you looked at the best tight ends and you were like on the street, and you're like, oh, that guy's on crack. Like Gronk, yes. Kelsey, yes. Kittle, yes. Waller actually did crack. Um, and then Gusecki, I guess, is like the next one. Like probably a crack guy. I'm just gonna say it. He just so, hasn't. He just hasn't been in the league. It, been, he hasn't been in the league long enough to warrant crack yet. Uh. Anyway, yeah. That this took a weird fire. turn. <laughs> we that we went down a rabbit hole. Atlanta, Atlanta, New Orleans. I mean, gotta gotta like New Orleans. Like even with oh, Simeon, I don't. You, yeah, but I think I'll, 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 say, I'll say Kyle Pitts has a massive game. Uh, just in general, I don't think the Saints do great with tight ends. Even though I think Demario Davis is one of the better off-ball linebackers, I don't think they do great with it. Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara is going to have a fat game though. Oh, hundred percent. I think they Alvin Kamara will be massive. Isn't uh, what you call it? Taysom Hill's out, correct? Yes, he is. I don't think yeah. they know yet. So. It, I mean, he he's probably show, out. Which is they now have a week of film on him. I think Arthur Smith is going to just try to mess with him as much as possible. I, I dude, think, here's here's the thing. I don't think the Falcons are as bad as people think they are, and I don't think the Saints are as good as people think they are. Joey loves Matt Ryan, doesn't he? Matt Ryan is the most overhyped, glorified oh. piece of shit quarterback in the oh. NFL. Joseph. Dude, he's a 500 Look at Matt Stafford. Look at Matt Stafford. He goes from a dumpster fire of a situation to the Rams and is great. Now, Matt Ryan is not that level, but he is not – like, he is closer to that than he is to, like, a current Cam Newton or a current uh, Fitzmagic or Zach, any of these rookie – Shake or any of those. Matt guys. Ryan is a career 500 quarterback with Julio Jones. That's correct. Woof. But you have you have to look Calvin Johnson. at the rest of the team. They're garbage. Thank you. Matt yeah, Ice man, only got, got Stafford for I... a little. Dude, Matt Ryan with Kyle Shanahan. Super Bowl. He's great. Matt Ryan with everybody else. 500. He's just a perennial 8-8 eight eight guy. And now he's going to be 8-9. Everybody else is, is fucking Dan Quinn's friends. Like, that's <laughs> fair. And so, uh, Dan Quinn is not is, good. Dan fucking Quinn. That's him. He's good at what he's doing right now. Yeah, DC, he's fine. He's a coordinator. Somehow he could not get right. the defense together in Atlanta. 
They were never that good. Except, I mean, they were decent the year they went to the Super Bowl, but that was just decent, and they had the advantage of having Shanahan. But I, dude, I we talk about Matt Ryan in the sense where we're like, we're like, oh, Matt Ryan is a top ten guy. He's not. He's he's just not. I mean, if you're going to say Wentz is a top 10 guy, then Matt Ryan absolutely No, I said Wentz was top 12. Matt Ryan is 13. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Matt Ryan is literally number 10 if Wentz is 12. Matt Ryan, Ryan I feel like like the Joe Flacco comparison to Matt Ryan, I feel like that's pretty solid. He's Joe Flacco. Like in the right. No, dude. Oh, my God. Joe Flacco. He's the best version of what Joe Flacco ever could have been. Dude. They're both god fucking awful. I like. Oh, I hate it. What is Matt Ryan's contract, dude? Do you know how much of the salary cap Matt nice. Ryan takes up? He's been munching. I I can't deny. That. Matt He's Ryan has made so much money on fucking just being so mundane. It's ridiculous. Five year, a hundred and five thousand like a hundred and fifty million dollars. With a $46 million signing okay. bonus. You gotta pay your guy. Uh, why? Why do I have to pay him? Matt Ryan is hey, Baker Mayfield. I that's what Baker's it. contract is going to look like. Oh, it's Matt exactly Ryan, what Baker's contract Baker's Baker not going to get that contract. It may be from the Broncos, but he won't we get it. Go, the football think, team could give him that I contract. I think, here's he's the deal. Really Baker. If no, Matt I'm not Ryan, saying I would. I'm saying if Matt Baker. Ryan had been drafted to the Rams, we are talking about him like we talk about Sam Bradford. No. Yes. No, yes. Dude, I hate Matt Sam Ryan. Bradford. I hate. Would you rather have Derek Carr or Matt Ryan? Oh. I, I think I that that's probably the guy. comparison. I, 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 think, I, I think you nailed I it. I really don't love either guy. I don't like Derek Carr. I am no on Derek Carr. How you feel about Derek Carr is how I feel about Matt Ryan. But the only thing about Derek Carr is he's had so much of a better line throughout his career than Matt Ryan has ever had. Like Matt Ryan has had the worst offensive line in the NFL maybe for 12 years running. Uh, 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 No. Matt Ryan is so much worse. I hate it. I hate Matt Ryan. Buffalo Jacksonville, does it even deserve a conversation? Uh, Bill's probably hanging 40 on him. Yeah. I, I will say this. I think, I think it goes worth noting, and Shay, I want to get your opinion about this. Okay, we talk about the Bills like they're some, like, you know, they're the best team in the AFC. They did it, da 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 They don't impress me. My thing with them is Josh Allen is the best probably cold-weather quarterback that you're going to see. He's got massive hands. He's a big body. He's going to run the ball. He's not going to make dumb decisions. But they're in Jacksonville. Oh, oh, I'm just saying in general. No, yeah, this game is a fucking... They're going to slaughter the Jacks. Are they going to beat them by 14 and a half? They're going to win by 25. Um, And so, my thing moving forward about them, the Bills specifically, is that they don't have a running back. Like, they don't have a guy. It's literally Josh Allen. I love Emmanuel Sanders. He's still good. He's defied father time somehow. I don't know how. Yep. Stephon Diggs, I love. Cole Beasley, uh, you know, I think he's solid. He's, he's very much trying to run for him. Not a big Vax guy. Not a big Vax guy. It has bars, but not a big Vax <laughs> guy. Uh, and Dawson Knox, you know, shout out uh, old 
Brentwood quarterback there, Joe. He uh, went to Brentwood? Yeah. He was the quarterback. Did we play him? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Anyway. My age. Anyway. Anyway. I, I love their offense outside of they don't have a running game that's not Josh Allen. And so that is uh, a little bit worrisome for me. And their defense has been – it's been great this year. I'm not sure if it's actually good. You know? I, I don't – my thing about the defense is to me it's just a big old question mark. Like, they let Big Ben hang 23 on them, and then they eviscerate the Dolphins and the Texans, right? That's to be expected. If you goose egg anybody, it's to be expected. But then they let Taylor Heineke put up 21. The Chiefs put up 20. So, like, they do have a good turnover thing because of the Chiefs. Like, they just don't play anybody good. I think the Titans scoring 34 is exactly how you beat them. Like, I think it's a finesse defense, which is weird. Um, I think – if you have like a powerful style of running down their throat, um, you know, I, I honestly think the Colts cause big problems for the bills. They won't the get to make it point. into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, but that, like, that's the thing is the Colts, the Titans are, are set up to really give the bills trouble because I, they will turn around and the ball off. I think the, I think the packs give the bills big problems. Like I agree, but it depends. I, I'm not high on Damien Harris. I think he's I'm not either. good enough, you know, but if, if they were to ever invest in a running back, I also, I don't know what got into Bill Belichick actually spending money this off season. I think it may have just been a middle finger to Tom, which is hilarious. Yeah. But if they actually invested in a running back, then they, they would be a really scary team if they did it the right way. You know, I feel like the I, a, I feel like the AFC East is probably one of the easier conferences in football right now. Like you get to play the Dolphins twice. Oh, dude, so Dolphins easy. are terrible. Jets, terrible. Like the Pats, okay, they might give you a little bit of a a little bit of difficulty if you're in Foxborough, but I feel like even then, like, I mean, it's a pretty easy conference. You're almost guaranteed six dubs. What I, yeah. So the only game on their in conference schedule that freaks me out is at Foxborough. Yeah. It's the only one where you look at it and you're yeah. like, oh, that's a little bit. The Bills have I, not played the Patriots yet is the other no. thing. Yeah. They've, They've got to play them twice. Late, which is which is rough. And Billichek, Billichek. Oh, yeah, Bill, he'll be fine in the cold. Like, he's going to be able to scheme, in, and especially in the playoffs, when he can get tricky with a defense that's as smart and as veteran as he is, you know, they'll be fine. I, I will say this about the Bills. Their offensive line is a lot better than they get credit for. Um I do really like Spencer Brown. I think he's out of like nowhere, like some sort of like directional areas. But he's, you know, he's huge. He's six eight three eleven. Like he's just a baller for right tackle. He's awesome. I do hate what I hate about the defense is they play that weird cover three shell, um, which will work great against the Chiefs, and it did. Um, I think if you get a guy like Mac Jones or Ryan Tannehill. Or, you know, these guys that just take what's given to them, they're fine with throwing the five-yard underneath route. I think that wears on the defense. And I think without a running game to rely on and get back into the groove when you come back on offense, that's when the Bills have run into big trouble. Like, right, the Titans, they don't push the ball down the field. They run it with Derrick Henry, and suddenly, um, you know, Josh Allen is over there trying to force things down the field. They don't have a running game to rely on, and that's when they get in problems. Uh, That's my only thing with the Bills. I do think they're a good team. They're one of the better teams in the AFC. However, 
if we're going to talk about them like we talk about the Bucks, like we talk about the Rams, like we're talking about the Cardinals, I think they're probably one of the worst title contenders. Um, the one thing in that sense about their defense that I think is going to be consistent is their pass rush. Their defensive line is deep right now. They've legitimately got six, seven guys who can play, and like they went and invested in it again this draft. So that will be interesting to see in the playoffs uh, as people start to run the ball more if their defensive line is actually as good as I think it is and if it holds up. But, I, you know, I think they'll make just that round or whatnot. All right. I will say this. The best thing about them, though, is that they play outside, like you were talking about. Like, in the playoffs, the fact that they play outside and they're probably going to have home field advantage for a couple games, like, it makes them way more formidable than it normally would if they were playing at a dome. I agree. Next game of the week, we got Vikings-Ravens. I'm going to throw out my hot take of the week. I think the Vikings give the Ravens a run for their money. I think there's a chance that if they were playing this game in Minnesota, that the Vikings would be almost a pick em. I I mean, I don't think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He's a good fantasy quarterback. Like He'll put up 20 points every single week. But I like Dalvin Cook. Like Man can run the ball. Kirk might be the best average quarterback in the game. Oh, I, I think he's down there with Jared Goff. I think he's a garbage time Gary, just stat padding all the time. Um, yeah, stat padding. No, he's never going to win yeah. you anything. No, I mean, Kirk, Kirk Cousins in prime time is like significantly below. I think he's like 30% or something. You're and telling me that you see a major issue with Kirk Cousins and you don't see one with Matt Ryan? Yes. They're the same. They're the same, Shay. They're the no. exact same, too. No. Yes, no. Kirk, Cousins Kirk Cousins just sucks on so prime time. Matt team. Ryan just sucks all the other times. Okay, Mike Davis or Dalvin Cook? Or Dalvin Cook, by the way. Dalvin Cook. Ridley or Thielen and Justin Jefferson? You're saying his current roster. Say Ridley or Julio Jones and we have an actual conversation. <laughs> My thing with Kirk Cousins is he's... And Roddy best. White. And Roddy White. And he had Todd Gurley. He had Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Kirk Cousins is bugs. Here's the thing though, like he'll he'll play the he'll play the Vikings into games where he shouldn't play where he shouldn't, and this feels like it could be one of those weeks, but the Ravens to me, uh, like with the emergence of Rashad Bateman, like it feels like they've got just and they they kind of feel similar to the Bills to me in, in the sense that they just don't really have a running game outside of their quarterback. But got a lot of guys who can who can catch the ball and Lamar is just electrifying. Um, I mean, for them, you gotta hate that J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards get hurt. Like right, both of right. those guys were on track to have huge years for them. Oh yeah, no, they, I mean they have good running and backs. So, just everybody's hurt. Like no, <laughs> I do agree with what you're saying though. Is like their run game is based through their quarterback now, which like theirs was more so a little bit anyway. But True. you know, I, I think this game is pretty cut and dry. Uh, Ravens have uh, better defense, and I think Lamar is going to start to really heat up and uh, get into a good rhythm. You know, Mark Andrews has been doing great this year. He's really been. I don't think many people have been talking about him, but he is quietly like approaching that top five, top three tight end race that nobody ever seems to acknowledge. Um, oh, 100%. I, unless, unless Dalvin Cook has a great game, which you know he could. He could have 200, and it wouldn't be anything. 
I think that it's Ravens uh, clear and white, probably cover. I think the biggest thing is just going to be injury news is that Barr, Dantzler, and Hunter are all banged up. Uh, Hunter just went on IR. Uh, Barr and Dantzler not being there, uh, it's just a big it, like. Anthony Barr is one of the best unsung linebackers in the league, and if your linebacking core is hurt, Lamar just feasts. Um, the Vikings give up 120 on the ground a game, and I, I could see this game easily playing out like that Dallas game, except instead of Cooper Rush, you have Lamar Jackson. Uh, I I think that's like I think the the Vikings have the ability on offense to impose their will on opposing defenses, and I think they can do that fairly easily. It's um, also not in Minnesota this week. Yeah, yeah, that's, they're, that's they're, big. The the Ravens are on a bye, dude. They're on a they're off a bye and they're coming at home. Like, yeah. If right. There's one thing that I think Harbaugh can do. It is just pile drive poor Mike Zimmer. Chargers in Philadelphia. I mean, I like I I will say this. I like Justin Herbert. Like I think he's a I think he's a really good quarterback. I think the Chargers are a little you bit a hundred percent. And what you know what I like even more is that we could Uh-oh. have had him. Yeah. But we yeah, took two. Out. Six, I mean if t- the thing is though the thing is though, like obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but looking at the draft the way that it was, like, if you have the option, like I mean, you're gonna take Tua, like, and I don't. Tua like, might have gone higher had he not been hurt. Like, I I agree, and I don't like saying that. But what I do want to say about the Chargers, though, is like, I feel like they're a little bit overrated. Well, they've so been the Chargers, on a slide too. Yeah, I think uh, without Eckler, and he's he's never been like super healthy. I don't think they're fantastic. Like their defense is significantly better this year with Derwin James than it was last year without him. And I think Asante Samuel Jr. too. Yeah, I mean, he really, he helps their secondary so much. But, I mean, they've played, you know, I think we kind of jumped the gun on saying the Chargers are here. They've arrived. You know, they beat the Chiefs, and and the Chiefs clearly are not what they were. You know, there's some issues there on defense. And whenever you just sit back and make Patrick Mahomes have to make uh, a smart decision sometimes, you know, he's not going to get in there. So I think we... We jumped the gun on the Chargers a little bit. I think this could be a really interesting game. If Philadelphia comes out and they play like they get like they did against the Lions, you know, this can be a really good game. I think 35-38. Um, if not, I would say the Chargers probably should win this. You know, if you make Jalen Hurts throw the ball 45, 50 times, I think you're in good shape. You know, if you keep Miles Sanders and Jalen off the, you know, away from running so much, I think you're in probably a pretty good spot. Uh, my big thing here is going to be the coaching. I hate Sirianni. I hated the yeah. hire. I hate when he talks about dandelions coming through concrete. Uh, and Staley was the Rams defensive coordinator. He's got the Chargers in a better spot as a defensive unit. Now, the lack of interior run defense is bad. That will not benefit yeah. in the long run. That being said, the Eagles never run the ball because Nick Sirianni runs a high school offense. So I think there is the ability here for the Chargers to mix up looks. If there's one thing that Jalen Hurts has been, it's easily confusable. Um, So I think if the Chargers can mix up a couple looks, you know, show cover two pre-snap and, you know, rotate it, 
you know, really freak him out a little bit with some of his pre-snap reads. This could be a breakaway, just brutalizer. Um, that being said, uh, about the Eagles, they're really hurt. Um, and I think they're a lot more hurt than we initially realized. I think they're starting four new offensive linemen. Um, it's a, it's it's a tough game. It, it could easily be one. I think Shay's prediction of it being just like a you know barn burner thirty five thirty eight type of thing is just more than likely what's going to happen. Just because the offenses aren't really the issue, it's defenses. Um, the Eagles defense good front four, bad back seven. Uh, the Chargers are the exact opposite. When they have a great back four, albeit they're hurt right now, um, and a. Besides, the run. I, I, I will say this. Bosa is one of the most technically best defensive linemen in the league. Like, if you want a kid who's a defensive lineman right now to learn how to be a defensive end, the Bosa brothers are the guys to watch. However, he can he's a pass rush guy. He's not a guy who's going to line up well and be a three-down run stopper. It's just not what who he is. Bosa is a, a really, really weird fit with what Staley's been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's he's moved them to a 3-4, which, like, I, I love, but it, it does not fit what Joey Bosa is. Like, he is not a stand-up linebacker. He's not, it's, he's not like a Harold Landry kind of guy. Yeah. He's not a Bud, he's not a Bud Dupree. He's not a uh, T.J. He's Watt. not Von Miller. He's not Von Miller, you know. It, and, and so he, it, it's a weird fit. I do think he's a great pass rusher. He, in a in a four three, he's electric, just like his brother. Same thing, they're pretty much the same human. Um, but that that has been a, an interesting move to me that Staley has done. Although they've been playing well, I just think that he's kind of a, like a misfit piece. I think in that sense, and I completely agree with you. I I like the three four change. I think as we see teams go more, and it's especially built for guy like this type of game, right? You run the 3-4 because you don't want the Eagles to be able to, like, quit game you to death. Um, now, the thing is, I think Bosa is one of those guys who could easily be on the move. Um, and not for any other sense than he's just not a scheme fit. So if you could have Bosa go somewhere, um, like, I think the Panthers would honestly be a great fit for him. That's a guy, Derek Brown in the middle makes Bosa yeah. a lot better. I, I, w- I would say exactly that. Uh, it, it just depends on what teams would go after him. I, I think the Browns, honestly, might Browns mm-hmm. someone who's eager because they just went after Clowney. And, you know, Clowney's sort of that same misfit. Like, Clowney's just been disappointing for a number one overall pick in general. But they're, they're just looking for that other end to pair with Miles Garrett. You know? I think the Cowboys, too. I Like, if yeah. there's a team that's not afraid to cut the check, the Dallas Cowboys, and especially if they're in win-now mode, which I think they should be, um, because they're not going to have these guys on rookies deals for much longer after uh, Dak's contract kicks in. So, you know, if they can get in the win now, and they really probably do need a legit pass rusher. Um, Randy Gregory has played great, but he's not that. Um, so I think that is – I think he could be one of those sneaky guys that gets moved for no other reason than the scheme fits him better somewhere else, and the return that the Chargers – the Chargers need to build through the draft to get some of these things right. Like, they need a quality nose. They don't have one right now. They need They're a quality middle right. linebacker. Yeah, and it's just – like, and it's no part of the offense. The offense is great. They want to completely rebuild the offensive line. But they don't have the horses in the defensive front seven right now to actually compete with 
you know, a team like the Bucks or the Rams. Uh, it's just not fair. State Farm Bowl. We got. We thought yeah, we were I'm gonna so have mad. it. We thought we were gonna have it. We don't have it. Do you I'm all think it for like four years? I know. Do you all think <laughs> that Jordan Love can carry Green Bay through Kansas City? I'm gonna say yes. a lot of people can throw through yeah, that defense. Kansas City right now on defense is trouble. They did just get uh, Chris Jones back and trade that. Uh, I think most people just went under the radar. They picked up Melvin Ingram from. Uh, I believe he was with. Who, who was he with? I was just oh Steelers. Steelers yeah. had picked him up. Um, but yeah, so it was a, a little bit of a weird fit for me because Melvin Ingram is uh, he's good and he'll help out Chris Jones and uh, so I, I mean I still think that Jordan Love can navigate with Devonta Adams and Aaron Jones. Uh, unfortunately, Bobby Tonyan is uh, he's out for the season. I think yeah, yeah, that's but, tough. But, We'll have Lazard back and Randall Cobb, and you know the the Packers defense is just getting healthier every day. And MVS too on offense. Well, yeah, and, and so I really just I don't see a way unless Patrick Mahomes uh, becomes himself and Clyde Edwards-Helaire runs for seventy-five yards and Kelsey does not look like the old man he's looked like this year. Come out. But I think they'll completely take away Tyree Kill and just double him and then play deep thirds over top of him all night. Is Jai your back? Do you guys know? Uh, I believe he was. He, uh, he, I don't know. I, I don't know if they I put him on the four the six week IR. I don't um, know which one they yeah, put him I, on. I forget. I, dude, the, the issue with the Packers, and I think it's worth noting here, is just like nobody. If if Jordan Love was good. Like, if, if they were confident in where Jordan Love was, the Aaron Rodgers fiasco over the summer wouldn't have happened like it did. Like, I I don't hate Jordan Love. I never liked the draft pick. I think it's ridiculous that no one ever told Aaron Rodgers that that's who they were going to pick. Um, I think that situation was completely mismanaged. However, um, it's just, like, how many times do you get Aaron Rodgers in your organization, right? The, the Packers have legitimately never had, like, a truly a bad QB year in, like, the modern era of football. Like, you know, they went Bart Starr, then they went weird for a little bit, but then they have Brett Favre, and now they have Aaron Rodgers. And, like, right. you got to capitalize when you have a good quarterback. Like, the Texans, right, have legitimately never had a good quarterback. The the Chargers, like, I know you're not looking at me like Dan Matt Schaub, bro. Brock Osweiler. Oh, I, I think Deshaun Watson was a very good quarterback. He just is oh, in yeah. a very sticky oh, situation. Yeah, I, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm not counting Pre Deshaun. Pre Deshaun. Um, Pre Uh You know, the Bears, legitimate, like what? Their best one yeah, is the Jared Mann? Yeah. And, and, or maybe Jay Cutler? But those aren't great quarterbacks, dude. And, Talent and if you're, wise, probably Cutler. Uh, Smoking I mean, cigs like, on the sideline. Gotta yeah, love I was that. About to say ability to rip cigs. Gotta, gotta love that. No, he had a good. Okay, yeah, but he had a good arm. But like the cards, right? The cards just got their quarterback in Kyler Murray. I know they had an old Kurt Warner, but it's not the same. It's not the same when you have young guys. Like when you get Aaron Rodgers on his rookie deal, that's when you can really break the bank. Bring in premier pass rushers. I will say this though about uh, Jordan Love. There is no better safety blanket in the NFL, than, in my opinion, than Aaron Jones. He's just one of the best all-around backs that no one talks about. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He pass blocks almost perfectly. Um, 
great for chain the tackles. I think Bakhtiari is coming back this week. That's a big addition. Um, Keaton finally moved uh, Elton Jenkins back to the other side. Yeah, and you know he's gonna he he if there's one thing about Lafleur that I really do appreciate, he never asks too much out of his guys. Um, he's not going to ask Love to make all these on the line of scrimmage adjustments and pass protection. He's gonna have a lot of hot reads. They're gonna dump the ball out, get in the playmaker's hands. And I think the addition of Randall Cobb, who is again another great safety blanket. Like if there's just a sure-handed guy over the middle that you know in in crunch time you can just give it to and he'll catch it. Uh, I think that is going to be Jordan Love saving great. And I agree. I think Jordan Love comes out. We're gonna be like, oh, the Packers don't need Aaron Rodgers. We're gonna get forget that they're playing a defense that gives up seven and a half yards per play. Uh, Honestly, and- dude, I was thinking about it. This is, I feel like this is a really good situation. You're saying it, but like, it also feels like this is just a really good situation for him because it's only one week and a lot of the, a lot of the talk this week is on Rodgers and all the COVID stuff. So like the fact that there's not a whole lot of focus on Jordan Love this week, I feel like is, is better for him in the sense that one, obviously he's going against, going up against this terrible Chiefs defense, but two, the spotlight is off him in a way. And like you're saying, he has all these weapons and and, and safety blankets. Like, this is that, this is a good situation. I'm fairly confident Aaron is going to zoom into the meetings, and he likes the kid, so he's he's not going to be a dick to him. Like he knows it's his job. He's going to help him out as much as he can. So I think that will help meeting up. Um, that's yeah. also been the weird thing is that like in this whole time, people have thought that Aaron doesn't like Jordan Love. I've never caught that vibe. To me, it's always been like Aaron hates the organization and how nobody told him that they were going to draft Jordan Love. Like it, oh, yeah. it, it never I, came the GM out. The did been so dirty. Yeah, like, it's, it's exactly what happened not with him, to too. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what happened to Farr. Like, they just drafted right. Love you know, it, and it, say right. a word. Yeah. Right. And so Which, I, like, I, is weird to me because the Bears, who had Andy Dalton, were who had never played a snap for them, were incredibly open about how they were going to draft Justin Fields if he was there. So, like... The, the fact that the Packers can't – it, it I th- and I think it also comes from, like, a state of, like, hubris for the team. Like, we're the Packers. We're the original Super Bowl winners. We had Vince Lombardi. We're super great. And when that team bottoms out, it's going to be a soul-searching endeavor to try and figure it out because they don't have the, the balances in place to make sure that they should be relevant. Like, if Jordan Love busts, they're fucked. They're fucked for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, they got. I mean, they got lucky. Like, there's, you know, once you find your franchise guy, you have your franchise guy, and then you're screwed once he's gone. And they didn't have that transition when norm when normally teams go through that. So they've just been this powerhouse for, uh, like, since way before we were born, which is just crazy. And now it's like, mm, is this the weekend we sort of see what the future is? Well, dude, Maybe. and to equate it back to your team, Jack, like, think about how easily your franchise guy, like Joe Theismann, right, great quarterback. We don't talk about him like that because his foot went inside out. Like right. the, 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 the things Alex can Smith just as well. Alex Smith, it, like yeah. these things can just flip so quickly. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, like he, ha- yes, he had the collarbone issue, but like in reality, he's never been super injured. Brett Favre was just an absolute gamer. Um, and Bart Starr played forever. So like, you know, quarterback issues, and, like, we're even talking about it, right? Deshaun, right? That's a quarterback issue. There are these things that hit these teams. And the Packers have never had it happen to them. They've always, you know, they always, like, we're a team that's owned by the city. 
Like, they come with this, like, kind of pin-up stuff, and, like, somebody in that organization needs to break bread with Eric and say, hey, dude, we screwed up, we are sorry, but, like, there well, is no reason for attempted, you know? I, yeah, I think, I think it's it, probably it was, over now. Yeah. I mean, LaFleur, LaFleur really loves him, and I think has put in a lot of effort to talk to him. Uh, him and the GM, I believe his name's Gutekunz, like, there's there's a barrier. And it, yeah. Like, I, I don't see a way where you can legitimately keep Aaron around if you continue to do these things to undermine him and to not involve him in personnel. I, it's I interesting, think... like, like, sorry, this is like something, it's interesting, like, because we've talked about him both now, but it's interesting how outside perception has been like, oh, Rodgers doesn't like Jordan Love or, oh, Rodgers doesn't like LaFleur, when in reality, I think what, you're, what you guys are saying is really true. It's 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 above that. It's not that Rodgers has an issue with the team. It's that Rodgers has an issue with the organization, and and maybe that's just beyond repair at this point. And because there's no owner, it li- like that GM position is probably the most powerful GM in the NFL because yeah. It's, yeah. it's his team, effectively. He's got nobody above him that says, hey – do this or don't do this, you know. So he's he's literally in charge of everything. I I think uh, I think the one thing where we can really point to this is like Jerry Jones is a lot of things. Meddlesome being one of the highest things he is. However, he has as an owner always managed quarterback relationships splendidly. But like it, you know, Dak is always his guy. Like Dak could have been so upset about the contract negotiation, and yet Jerry finds a way to bring him through. Uh, Tony Romo, same thing. Like they do realize when they do get a good quarterback in that town that they keep them happy the whole time. And so I think there is a little bit of that, like with Green Bay, like Aaron Rodgers does want to say, Hey, I want Randall Cobb back. Aaron Rodgers says, Hey, please don't trade my center. Hey, play Bakhtiari. And half the time it happens and half the time it doesn't. And like, you know, if he, I think the most likely landing spot for him is probably Pittsburgh. Um, and, you know, he's going to go there and he's going to tell Mike Tomlin, hey, can you do this? And Mike Tomlin's going to say that and Rooney's going to do it. And that's the end of the conversation. Like if he says, hey, I want Randall Com- to come with me to Pittsburgh. OK, perfect. Yeah, we'll go and sign him. Like they'll find a way because that's yeah, a, yeah. that's a town that really appreciates their football team. And I think there is a little bit of the thing with the Packers where they don't. It's not necessarily they don't appreciate the Packers, but they don't realize what they have. Like they've never been bad. They've literally never been bad. And so like when you're so good for so long, eventually when, when you do become bad, it's like, Oh, why are we bad now? Like what happened? Well, you treated Aaron Rodgers like this. Like, of course he's going to leave. He still probably has five to six years of great football left in MVP caliber football. And they're going to let him go do that in the AFC North with the Steelers, which he's going to get way more Super Bowls with Pittsburgh than he is in Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. What do we think about, uh, cards, Niners, I mean, I feel Depends like it's... on if Kyler plays or not. If the Niners really want to be a contender next year, you have got to pull the plug on Jimmy G. Like, I get that Shanahan's offense is complicated, but it's not going to help a kid like Trey Lance to just sit there and watch. I think their defense is primed. They're ready. They've got a great defensive line. On their secondaries, uh, better than average. You know, Fred Warren's obviously a beast, and so with a weapon like Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and Kittle, and having any running back back there because the offensive line is also great. 
I think you have to pull the plug on Garoppolo and trade him somewhere or just cut him, you know? But this week, I think Cardinals, uh, I think they probably have a pretty huge game. I think Kyler passes for uh, 280 yards and runs for another 65 and has three total touchdowns. He's questionable, man, though. He's gonna I think he's good. Listen, he's, I think he's, he's going to play. play. He says he's good, but it's an ankle sprain. And, like, they define what it is, and I just – I don't know. Um, so maybe maybe he just runs less, right? He just runs less. He has been running a ton anyway, though, is the thing. Yeah. I, and they've been fine is the, is, is the thing. I, I also think the Cardinals roll, but if it's Cole McCoy, I think they roll even more. <laughs> I, I, think I, the, I think there's a – with the addition of Ertz – I think McCoy playing for one game against the 49ers isn't as big a deal. Like, if there's one thing Colt McCoy is, he's just in the NFL. He's a great check down Charlie. Like, he's just, he's He's like awesome backup. Yeah, exactly what you want. You have a young quarterback for a backup. Like, he's him and Case Keenum. They're just awesome to have as a backup. Chase, I think, will catch anything out of the backfield, too. Yeah, and, and like, you know, they're going to line it up. I think you'll see a lot more James Conner if Colt plays because they're going to line it up, um, you know, really try and run it between the tackles. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, The one thing to me about this game is the weather. Uh, Cardinals, Dome Team, 49ers at home outside in windy Levi Stadium. I think that could be a big issue, um, but – the one thing about the Niners is their corners make them almost unplayable at times. Like, I don't know why they let Richard – or actually, I remember why now, and I completely understand why Richard Sherman walked. However, um, it's the secondary is bad. It's not good. Um, Fred Warner can only do so much. Uh, I do like this team a lot, but their corners, when they play a legit wide receiver, it gets awful. So I think DeAndre Hopkins could just have a mammoth game. Um, and AJ Green, dude, especially after the miscommunication on the, the play last Thursday, like feels like this could be an AJ Green game. See, and, and here's the other thing about that play: I hated it. I hated that play. Yeah, like the bullet fade. I hate the bullet fade play. Um, I understand why they ran it with the clock. I think at that point, you know, it's better just to spike it. You're at home, play for overtime. Uh, you know, if you lose in overtime to the Packers, so be it. But I hated that play. I thought it was super deflating, especially for a young quarterback. Um, but it, this is also a 49ers team that's lost four of their last five. Like, let's not sugarcoat it. They're not very good. Uh, I think the Cardinals rule. I, I feel like I feel like the I feel like the Rams have to beat the Titans. Like, especially Titans. Like, no Henry at home. Like, the Titans are going three hours behind time-wise. Like, I feel like I feel like the Rams are going to roll. Shay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't love it for Dick, obviously. Um, I think what's going to happen is it's going to be running back by committee. Uh, Tannehill, obviously, you know, he's a good quarterback. Not going to make any dumb decisions. I think he's more vocal than we probably. give him credit for. I don't, like, I don't like Ryan Tannehill, but... You know, just because Adam Gase had him in Miami, Georgia, I haven't seen him with a real coordinator. Um, Fair. <laughs> get shit on. It is going to be interesting seeing him without yeah. Derek Henry, though. Um. Yeah, and, and you know, I think Adrian Peterson will be serviceable. I think um, McNichols will be serviceable. 
you brought some kid up from the practice squad who they really like, but I think it's going to be a lot of AJ Brown, quick screens, a lot of Julio, um, and they'll still run the ball to establish it. We we have a pass rush this year, but with the addition of them getting Vaughn Miller right away, and Luan still being a little hampered, he's been better in recent weeks. But I, I just I don't love it. I think we'll keep it close because we will continue to run the ball. But I don't see a good way for the Titans to win this. It's, it think, feels just more like it's a it's a Rams are really good thing than it is a Titans are really bad without Derrick Henry. Like, the Titans are a very good team. It's just like the Rams are just. I mean, they're really good. One of the other things I think that is problematic here is that the Titans offensive line, um, I don't mm-hmm. like that much. Uh, I think Taylor Lewan is really overrated. Um, I thought he's yeah. been really overrated for a couple of years. And Ben Jones, I do like. That being said, I do I mean, really like Saffold and Nate Davis, in my opinion, are two of the better guards in the league that people don't talk about. But right tackle, we don't have a guy uh, – I can't put on IR, which is tough. Yeah, and uh, you know, Luan is—he's not healthy. Uh, has hasn't been for a couple of years, but I I don't love what he does anyway. You know, I just think I he's think, got a lot of stuff on his plate and is not uh, as good as he once was. I think this is a prime example of why the Rams went out and got Von Miller, um, uh, Saffold, Jones, Davis in the middle is very, very problematic for a guy like Aaron Donald. And Aaron Donald is a beast, but he's going to get doubled every play. Um, and so you do need a guy on both of the edges to I mean, make him not get... Leonard Floyd and Von Miller together are going to yeah. be in trouble. Like, yeah. that, that just is going to be trouble, because you have to devote those middle three guys to Aaron Donald. And, he and makes everybody happens, better. And I do. what I really love about the Rams is that Aaron Donald right now, they've only been able to attack one tackle. So teams have been sliding into him. Um, and they they put the guy who's not – the tackle who's not on Leonard Floyd is the solo, and then everyone else slides. And then if, if a guy comes right off the, the lonely tackle, then they're hitting a hot route. So now you can't have – you can't decide which tackle's lonely because you're either going to get hit by Von Miller or you're going to get hit by Leonard Floyd. That just makes Aaron Donald in the middle even more of a force than he already is. I loved that move by the Rams. I thought it made a ton of sense. Thought yeah. it was a, even though they gave up, they're not paying him right now, so he's not actually on their books in terms of like accounting for the salary cap. I think it's a great, and I thought it was great by Denver too. Like they just they need draft picks. I think it's smart for them to accrue draft picks right now. Hopefully, try and trade into a quarterback spot, but. Uh, Von Von Miller's in the last year of his deal. You're obviously not going to bring him back. And, you know, you can get some picks right now that you're going to package to go after and Aaron Rodgers and, you know, other quarterbacks yeah. that are available at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this about the Titans. A uh, guy that I don't think gets enough love is Jeff Swain. Uh, I think he's just a consummate professional at the tight end spot. I love I, him. I love Swain. He is so much better than Berkshire. I, I I was so angry about letting Johnny Smith walk. It's just ridiculous like you have a a athletic tight end who loves to block it's like you know when we let delaney walker walk you have joni smith and wade and so but first he's a different problem and on on the rams offense just to give them some love daryl henderson's been awesome this year 
for, yeah. for coming in when you thought you were going to be the backup Cam Akers and they bring in a guy to compete with you in Sonny Michelle, he has won that backfield and he has been really impressive to me this year. I completely agree. I love I love Henderson. Um, I also Cooper Cup. Like I'm the the talk about him being a sneaky athlete and all this stuff. Like he's just an athlete. He's he is he is one of the scariest wide receivers in the National Football League right now. And I don't mean that in the sense of like obviously receivers are products of their quarterbacks, right? Like that's just always how it's worked. If Jimmy G's your quarterback, you're not nearly as scary. Uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins got way better when Deshaun Watson became his quarterback. That being said, Cooper Cup's a problem. And he's – the thing about him is that because of his size and stature and because they still have Robert Woods, he gets to line up in the slot a lot, and that is a nightmare. That is a nightmare for opposing DCs. Not only that – Run after run after catch, yeah. Ben Jefferson has been impressive to me this year. Like, Deshaun Jackson cannot get on the field. Which they is, they, one of those they things crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like, he could not get on the field with those three guys. It, it's one of those situations where everybody's so good at their what they do, it elevates everybody else's game. And it's like, because of Robert Woods, Cooper Cup is able to be a little bit more free, and Van Jefferson's able to get a little bit more up in them. And it, like, it's, it's, just, it, it's just tough for me to see them as, as not the Super Bowl favorites at this point. I don't know. I also think that one of the other things is that um, – you know, Robert Woods was quiet there for the first part of the year, and I think that's because Van Jefferson was so good that DCs weren't prepared for him to blow the top off the defense like he did. And so he was catching these 65, 70-yard bombs like once a week. And I was like, how are you not scheming for this guy? And then when he got schemed for, Robert Woods became way more integral. Obviously, Cooper Cup's always there because, like, if you have to give that one out, you give up the shortest route. But uh, it, it's it's a fun offense. It's a really fun offense. The thing with Cooper Cup is he is going to be the best receiver in that offense. He's going to benefit the most from what uh, McVay likes to do. But the most important part of that offense is Robert Woods. He's the guy running the jet motion every play. He's the guy doing all of the dirty work, never complaining. And, you know, especially when you, when you finally get a quarterback like Stafford, like you really see this team finally pop like McVay thought they could a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, completely agree, I, I, and it, it make that is a good point. McVay loves that pre-snap motion and all that stuff, and so and also I think like that's why Henderson's been so effective is that when you're yeah. dragging all those guys across, those linebackers get lost. Um, yeah. Not to mention Gerald Everett is a really underrated tight end, very good. Oh mm-hmm. ooh, wait, oh is he with the Seahawks now? Yeah, I think maybe. It's Higby. Is it Higby? Higby. Tell is it Higby. Higby? Whoever the Rams tight end is currently yeah, it's like very good blocker. He's been solid, and I, I've been impressed with how he's been able to manage the edge block. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, last, Paris well, Steelers. actually, we missed, we didn't miss the Giants Raiders. Um, oh yeah, I, I just, it's just not a lot to talk about. Like I, like the, the Raiders the Giants have, is hurt. Everybody. Yeah, and the Raiders have so much wrong with them not on the field. I would be surprised. Oh, I yeah. Think Josh Jacobs gets a, a heavy workload. Derek Carr is just meddling in average like he always is. Um, you know, we just get the job done. Darren I will say this on one thing about from a betting perspective. I know it's almost always a bad idea to bet teams from the West Coast playing on the East Coast in a noontime slot. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. Like, the Raiders have every reason to win this game. 
Um, that being said, the actual time change in travel sometimes bites teams from the West going East early more than it does the other way around. So just putting that out there. I still like the Raiders, but putting that out there. Monday night football. I feel like, I feel like we haven't had very many like solid Monday night football games this year. Like, I feel like, I feel like this Monday night football game, like bear Steelers kind of like rolling in mediocrity. Gritty ground yeah, game. Yeah. It, it feels like a Thursday night game, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I, I would I, I don't know what the Steelers are doing. I love Mike Tomlin. I think he is one of the better coaches in the NFL. He's one of the best know. NFL coaches ever, I think. Yeah. Like, if you had to pick a guy to start any sort of franchise with to be your head guy, it, you, it'd be hard not to pick Tomlin. Yep. With that being said, I don't know what they're doing. You know, Ben Roethlisberger should have retired. Clearly, he's just not what he was. He, he lost weight. He's still slow. Um, <laughs> Najee Harris is great. But, Brutal. <laughs> but their offensive line is just terrible, which he's lost like, weight but still slow. Me and yeah. Chase autobiography. <laughs> so. Exactly. Um, you know, I don't love Claypool. I don't love Juju. Uh I think Ebron's awesome, but they like Fryermuth. And to be fair, what, from what I've seen, I think the kid's pretty good. Um, the offensive and, line is the biggest thing for me. Uh, it, the the yeah. Villanueva letting him walk was weird. Uh, I didn't love it. Yeah. I, but I do think that they're looking. Here's I will give Tom on this. I think, to your point, if they were just doing it how they should do it, they should have cut Roethlisberger and they should have redone their offensive line and probably gone with Dwayne Haskins. Like, that's probably the play. But I think because it's the Steelers and because there were no fans last year, I think as an organization that is is one of the best run organizations in the history of the world, right, I think they said Big Ben needs a send-off. I think they said he needs to do it in front of his fans. And I think that they saw the upcoming draft and they said, we can get a shit ton of linemen and it's probably going to benefit us to go, you know, nine and eight and we'll get a good draft pick. We can trade up. We can even trade back in the first to get three in the second to build it all through. Maybe uh, even get a wild card spot too. Yeah. In the AFC. Yeah. And, you know, and, and for them being showing how bad big Ben is this year, it almost makes it more, incentivizing to Aaron Rodgers to be like, hey, look at us. Like, we are literally a quarterback away. Um, you know, their defense is still unbelievable. The Bud Dupree walked, which was weird. Um, yeah, that's not – I think it literally is just, you know, there's money with the Titans, and they clearly needed a pass rush. Yeah, when we haven't gotten a sack in probably three seasons before this. Um, <laughs> and so I get why Bud Dupree walks uh, – you know, it's affected T.J. Watt a, a little bit, but I think yeah. having uh, Cam Hayward there really keeps you safe. Real good. Um, yeah, he's such a beast. Um, as, as far as the Bears go, uh, I like Justin Fields. I think Matt Nagy is just a quarterback killer. I, you know, I Honestly, yeah. I don't think Mitch Trubisky's that bad now. After seeing where he was in the couple games that he's played with Buffalo, I've been impressed, and... Uh, you know, it makes me think he might he might be a significantly better quarterback than we thought because he took Matt Nagy's offense to the playoffs twice. Um, their defense is getting older uh, every day. You know, Khalil Mack is obviously awesome. Roquan Smith, awesome. Uh, 
you know, Eddie Jackson's still very good. Uh, I can't remember which Fuller brother they have, but still very good. Kendall? Corner. No, Kendall's a... Uh, I never remember. Kendall's a skin. Or a but, uh, member. Yeah. Th- their running back situation is not awesome right now. Um, they've got Cole Komet. A rough offensive line and Allen Robinson. Their offensive line is not used. You know, uh, Darnell Mooney's been a little disappointing to me this year, actually. I feel like he's not created a ton of separation, but, you know, how can I ask that guy to do it when they don't have a great running game? Even though, you know, uh, David Montgomery's looked like a guy for just a little bit this year. Um, He's been hurt for a while, though. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't. It's it's on Nagy, it feels like. Just. Oh, I mean, there's a reason the owner hires Tom Herman, and he's just sitting there hanging out. He's not a guy that got hired by by Nagy. He's not hired by Bill Lazor. You know, I love that Nagy finally said, you know what, I suck at this. Let's give Lazor be in the playbook. Um, but they're just one of those teams that's, you know, three really good drafts away from ever, you know, being considered a contender and probably – at least two and a half and free agency away from making the playoffs. They are the team I think that benefits best from this draft. Like they can't, they can't fuck it up, right? Like any no, Ohio State no offensive picks. lineman they pick, it will be great. Like if they, they might be in the spot to take uh, that Alabama left tackle. Like that'll be great. Any of the Iowa guys will be great. Iowa any Center. of the Wisconsin guys will be great. Any like they can't screw it up. So I will say this: Pittsburgh. Being favored by a touchdown is surprising. The only reason I say that is just because Justin Fields, the best thing he does is when he's not on script, like when the pass rush disrupts him enough and he's outside the pocket and he's doing his own thing. Um, I think he has the ability to do that in this game just because the the Steelers pass rush is going to get to him with their line. So I think he has the ability to like go off script more than normal, which could be – an issue for the Steelers. I don't think it really will be, but I think the Bears could keep it close. Um, I think the way Tomlin uses Minka, I I don't see Justin Fields be able to really get into rhythm. I, I think Minka's going to be all over the field. He's going to have TJ yeah. Watt in his face. He's going to have Cam Hayward right down the middle at him. Uh, Dude, Minka's know. so good. Yeah. yeah. I just don't see a great way. We got Bears draft picks. Team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mika, Mika's if if y'all don't like again what we were talking about with the Bosa brothers like if you have a young safety make him watch Minka because my goodness like that that's how you want every half of that is Minka half of that is Mike Tomlin is just I think the way he uses safeties like the, when you have Paul Amalu when you have Brian Clark I, I think that guy is one of the best manipulators of the defense Mike Tomlin is solely responsible for Ryan Clark's ESPN career. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, the, the, the only reason we know Ryan Clark, and the only reason he got on the Redskins was because Mike Tomlin used him so well. Like, it, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Um, I think, I will say this about uh, the league in general right now. Um, if you have a good quarterback, you're good. If you have a bad quarterback, you're bad. And, like, as the rule changes, I feel like that should be in, in like, you know, you can't have the, – the Titans are pretty much the last of the, like, our quarterback is average, yet we are very good. Like, if you have an average quarterback now, you, you just can't cut – in the way the rules are, the way the way everything works, like – I mean, look at the look at the football team. Like, 
they they should be good. They've got all the right pieces, but like yeah. they don't have a good defense. quarterback, and so it's it's over. Like it's yeah, over it's right where the football team goes. Uh, Chase Young to me is just he's been a little disappointing. Yeah, you know? no, it's fair. I, I I think you know they're not awesome secondary wise. Uh, I like Landon Collins. Um, they're using him better. Now. I've got they've yeah. got him in the Jamal Adams yeah. role. And, yeah, I mean, what's man? Um, yeah. He was good last weekend in that role. He was great last weekend in that role. But I, I like Montez Sweat. I thought the defense was going to have a lot more pressure this year, is what I thought. That's yeah. all right. Say, I, I want to know your, your opinion on that. I think that their lack of the secondary, especially their ability to have a press corner, makes their pass rush never be able to get home. Yeah, exactly. Like, I... And also, I think it is worth noting that last year they faced horrible quarterbacks. Like, I don't think they faced a legitimately good quarterback. But the, I will say this about the football team. All of their offensive line draft picks have looked great so far. Like, Cosme at right tackle yep. looks awesome. He's I been think, hurt, too, and, and that's been the, that, that was one of the big problems last week was that uh, uh, City Charles was, wasn't Cosme. And, like, anyway, I, but I, yeah, I, the there's a lot of those – there's a lot of those big 12 tackles that work out really well at the next level because all they do is pass block. And in the NFL, all you do is pass block. So I think that is something just to like notice going forward. I'm taking the Steelers, but uh, that's all we've got time for. Thank you for listening to us this week. We will be back next week with more football, maybe some basketball, maybe some soccer. You're just going to have to listen to find out.